0: Hello, everyone. Welcome on back. It's Benning Weekly WTA show with myself, Nigel Cedia, and a WTA handicapper, uh, Sean Calvert. I was going to call you Sean Calvert. Rory Giovanni. <laughs> I'm so used to call- I was used have you know Sean. I was going to call you Sean Calvert. I was going to say, uh, Rory Giovanni, Good afternoon to you, Rory. How are you, mate? I'm not bad. Um, God, we had a bit of a
1: mad week last week, didn't we, in Dubai? And, well, we, we did sort of say it is a tournament which traditionally has shocks, but I don't think anyone would have predicted either of the finalists in Dubai uh, yesterday. Just a crazy, crazy tournament. I mean, I think I think our analysis was pretty good at the tournament. We said the third quarter was weak, um, and I picked Emma Navarro and Leila Fernandez because Jasmine Paolini came through that, um, made it, went on to win the tournament. And in the top half... Um, well, Anna Kalinskaya coming from nowhere, coming from the qualifiers, um, just absolutely incredible. Um, She put out our pick, Yelena Ostapenko. That was really disappointing at the time, but then she beat Coco Goff in Iguysfiontech to reach the final. Um, I was saying to someone, it's never a good sign when you get to the end of Tuesday and Ostapenko is your only remaining ticket, but um, just a crazy tournament. And I had a screen grab actually of the odds from last Sunday that I looked at and neither Paolini or Kalinskaya were in it, and the prices went beyond $200. So, you know, Kalinskaya was in the qualifiers, so she wouldn't have been quoted at that point. Paolini was at least $250 and went on to win the tournament. So, you know, you've just got to put the week behind you and and, and move on. Um, obviously, there were upsets aplenty. Um, Paolini got a walkover over... Um, Yelena Rybakina, who said she was feeling a bit worn out, unsurprisingly, given the amount of tennis she's played played recently. But she pulled out with a gastrointestinal illness. Sabalenka, Irina Sabalenka fell at the first hurdle to Donna Vekic. Now, I remember last year we we looked at, I think it was actually Australian Open. It was the Australian Open right at the beginning last year. Um, And we looked at Vekic has a really good head-to-head against Sabalenka. Obviously, Sabalenka beat her in Melbourne last year. But uh, that is one to note. Bekic does have a good head-to-head against Sabalenka, and Sabalenka was in a, a winning position, and then six love in the third to the Croatians. Just crazy, crazy week. Um, and obviously Svontek going out to be back in a um, sorry Kalinskaya. So just one of those weeks where you've just got to you just got to look at it and move on. I
0: think it just shows you, doesn't it? Palini come from nowhere, like you say, she was probably. 400 to one to win the tournament. She's now up to 14 in the world rankings on the back of that result. You know, that's an incredible change, a life-changing week for her. Canada Sky. is now into 28 in the world rankings. So she's going to be seeded for, you know, if she carries on now, she'll be seeded for the French Open if it was tomorrow. So a real, real incredible uh, week. If someone told me, if, if someone shows me a winning betting ticket of Pallini or Canna Sky to win the tournament, I'll show you a liar because there's no way, <laughs> there's no way that anyone has, anyone has predicted them. But like you say, we, we did say it was a tournament, shocks. We did say, the favourites were vulnerable. Um, Sabalenka was one who came in quite cold. Obviously, she hasn't played since winning the Australian Open. She'd come here straight away. and She got beat six love in the final set. So it does show you need to be finely tuned, really, to, to come into a tournament and, and, you know, to go on to expect to win it. It's very hard to have a, such a rest and then go into a tournament and win it. The other thing I would say as well with Kaneskaya is that obviously she beat Goff and then she beat Shviontek. And that was the biggest win of her, year, of, of her life. She's into the final. And she went into that final, Kaneskaya, as a minus 250 favourite. And I didn't bet, I didn't bet Paulini, but it goes back to my sort of sign of auto fade. When you've had that big win against a big seed that she did against Shrontek, she's gone in, everyone thinks she's going to replicate that form. It's very hard to replicate that form. She's probably played her final by beating Schwantek. And then she runs into Paolini, who if they met on the, if they met on round one, it would probably be in a 50 50 call. But because Callan Sky beat Goff and beat um, Shrontek, it was one of them bets that in hindsight I should have pulled the trigger on it, but I didn't. But uh, I was, I was pretty, gutted that uh I didn't bet Pauline in that final when I saw the odds because I was I, I thought that was definitely my auto fade the things I do when someone has two big wins against big players
1: yeah and, and as well Sky came through qualification so it was a really long week for her a fantastic week obviously um I was kind of just thinking about sort of looking forward as you say both are going to be seeded at next slam which is amazing um Both hadn't shown much form this season. I think Alinskaya did reach the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. She beat Paolini in the last 16 to get to the quarterfinals. Hadn't shown anything apart from that and Paolini has shown even less. Um, I mean, I think last season we'd mentioned the pair briefly. Alan Alinskaya beat Rybakina in Madrid last year. Uh, Couldn't find any consistency. I think she did have a few injury problems. She did win a 1-2-5 event last November. In the states, but not a strong field by any stretch. Late last season, I did back Paulini to take a set off Sabalenka, uh, which she did, and she does generally perform well against bigger servers. Um, in that final, Kalinskaya Sky only won fifty three percent points on first serve, um, which is pretty low for her, and she is a good server. Um, but you know, Callen Sky, I think Kalinskaya's Sky's up to is it twenty four? I think maybe it's mid twenties somewhere. She could, if she finds a bit of consistency, she could break the top 20. Paolini at 14 looks awfully high. I, I can't see her progressing. Um, interestingly, Dubai, it did play a bit quicker than expected. Um, the service hold percentage was 68.8%. It was a bit quicker than Doha the week before. Not massively so, but you know it, was, it played 67% last year, Dubai service hold. So I, I just think... I do just think it was one of those weeks though. I, I it's very hard to see, especially Paolini, getting that sort of run and, and being able to reproduce that. I could be wrong, but nothing previously has shown that. Called Sky, you could you might have seen it in glimpses beforehand, where you know, she beat Rebecca in Madrid last year. She's got a good all-round game, good serve. She could break
0: the top twenty, but Paulini at fourteen
1: does look very high.
0: Will the shocks continue this week? I doubt it very much. And this week we have two tennis tournaments, both returning to the USA. So two tennis tournaments. A lot of the people who watch this show, obviously with our sponsors, Bet Rivers will be American viewers, American bettors. So you you won't have to get up early to the European times or or the times around the world. It'd be on your time zone at the moment so that'd be quite good for you but if you do want to watch the matches obviously you can watch live and bet live with bet rivers on those matches two tournaments this week one of them is a wta 500 event in san diego and the other one is a wta 250 event in austin in texas now we're recording this on sunday lunchtime in the uk and as we're recording it now bet rivers have only got the odds on one tournament which is in san diego we're awaiting uh, the austin prices to come out uh, but we thought we'd record it now and then obviously we'll give our liens, we go through a draw and if we could sort of highlight some value when the bet rivers have, when bet rivers have the prices, you'll be able to head across and look at the, the, the our analysis and see where you might place your bets on that tournament. So without further ado, let's move on to San Diego. Now, last week we said that Dubai was a tournament of shocks. In, loads of shocks in Dubai. In, in San Diego, it isn't a tournament of shocks. It's only been going for two years, but it's been won by people high end of the betting market. Last year it was won by... Kuzichova, Barbara Kodricheva, She won the tournament in twenty twenty two, as won by the tournament favorite and number one seed, and world number one, Igor Sviontek. None of those players are in action this week. Uh, but the number one seed here is Jessica Pegler. We'll come on to her chances in a minute. But Rory, what do you uh, give us the trends? What we will look for over in San Diego?
1: Yeah, it's a tricky one to to have definitive trends, as you say. It's only been going for two years. Last year, it was right at the tail end of the season, just checking sort of mid-September it was. So after the U.S. Open, Krajikova beat Sofia Kennan in the final. Angeveur um, was the top seed, Caroline Garcia two, Maria Sackery three. Krujikova was four and went on to win it. Uh, the year before, uh, yes, Fiontek beat Donna Vekic in the final. Again, that was, um, I think that was held in September as well. Yeah, it was mid-September as well. No, sorry, it was October. It was October for the women. The men's was in September. So now it's moved to February. It's the week before Indian Wells and, and Miami, the, the big two American 1000 tournaments. Most of the top players taken a week off before Indian Wells, unsurprisingly, um, just finished in the Middle East. Um, so it's for a 500, it's a pretty weak field um Jess Pegula is the number one seed she missed the Middle East swing with a neck injury she's also split with her coach David Vitz which is a bit of a surprise given that she had so much success working with him. um the top four seeds get buys into round two uh Pegula's quarter she's got Caroline Wozniacki and Diana Yastremska um in the second quarter you've got Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova Lara Tolson and Marta Kostyuk—they'd be the big names there. In the third quarter, again, um, just to mock me, I think uh, Layla Fernandez and Emma Navarro, just like in Dubai. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, you've got second seed Beatrice Haddad who who's been playing pretty dismally since reaching the semis in Abu Dhabi, and Donna Vekic, who, as we mentioned, knocked out Sabalenka. But th- we're definitely on the sort of slow medium. Slow, hard court, very, pretty slow, really. I mean, both of them, San Diego and Austin, very, very similar court conditions last year. Uh, San Diego played 62.2% service hold and 62.4% first serve points won. So pretty slow. Um, Saw some of the qualities and not quick at all. They also play at night under the lights. Um, But it's not warm either. You'd expect in California to be a bit warmer, but 60 degrees Fahrenheit, about 16 degrees Celsius
0: for most of the day. So it, it's going to play fairly slow. So slow conditions are what the players will find in San Diego. As Rory said, the top four seeds, 32 women draw, 32 player draw. The top four seeds always already get by through to the last 16. Now, picking up Pavlichenko in the top half, near the bottom half, Navarro and Haddad Meyer, as Rory said there. Um, the one thing you've got to look at here, Rory, is looking at this draw, the bottom half, to me, looks a whole lot easier than the top half of the draw. I think the top half of the draw is a difficult one to look at. But before we look at the breakdown of the draw, Jess Pegula is the bookies' favourite here with Bet365 She's plus 280 to win this tournament. Now, we saw last week Sabalenka making a long comeback. Didn't work for her. Jess pegula has got to do that as well. She hasn't played since the Australian Open, where she didn't play very well at all. She had a really poor start to the year as well. Uh, and it's going to be hard for her to recover from injury. New coach, as you said, I think that the odds, we're going to come on to the odds in a minute, I think she's, she could be a fade here. Now, the odds are Jessica Pegula 280. Uh, Beatrice it was in the bottom half of the draw, plus 550. Pavlochenkova is $7. Leila Fernandez, um, I quite liked her chance this week, but when I saw the odds, plus 750, I thought, I need to no. least double that. bit uh, sure. Emma, <laughs> yeah, Emma Navarro is $8. Yastramenska is 12. Donoveschic 14. Kostjuk is 16. Siniakova 16. Wozniaki 16. Uh Linju uh Lin is is 20. Clara Towson is 20. I know we're quite keen on her in some tournaments before. Blingiver is 22. Katie Bolter is 25. And then we go into 33 to 1 bar those players. But I think Jess Peggada here is the interesting one here. A very short pra- favorite, a plus two eighty. But for me, a huge fade.
1: Yes, I'd have to agree with you um I as I say you know she's been off the court for a while, as you say, I think she went out to Clara Burrell in the Australian Open, not started the season well yeah it's and and a tough a tough I think you're right, the top half is tougher than the bottom um I think there are enough dangers in that top half to make that price look very short, and obviously we haven't seen her for a while. her path to the final. Um, first up she'll get a qualifier or Vivara Bracheva, who's really out of form. So that that should be fairly routine. Then, you know, round three, um, anyone from Caroline Wozniaki, Anna Blinkova, who beat Rivakina in Melbourne, Carolyn Do- Dol who's not been playing badly, or Diana Yastremska, who I'm not sure will get this far. I mean, since making the Australian Open semi final, she's just won one match out of three. So I'm I'm tempted. It's a bit early but I'm tempted to say that was a bit of a flash in the pan, her uh, run in Melbourne. Um, and then in the semis, it's possibly Pavlyuchenkova, Clara Tolson, Xinyu Wang, Marta Kostic, or even Magdalena Frech, who's Frech had some good results of late. So I think that top half looks... I think the path for Pegula, I think she's going to have to be playing pretty well to make it through. I mean... It, in the top top half, I, I, I've got a, a clear pick in, in Paviachenkova, who I think's back to very good form. She made the semis in Doha, and then she won her opener in Dubai, and then pulled it out uh, through illness. Um, and she said, "I need to look this up because she said she she had a virus. She picked up a virus early in Doha, um, which makes her run to the semis there even more noteworthy." Um, and providing she's fully recovered and you know, she's made the trip, so you know, I, that suggests that she is. Um, I, you know, I can't have any of the top I can't have either of the top two, to be honest, we, um Pegula, as we've discussed, first tournament back in a while, back from injury, split with her coach. Hadaj Maya, she's had two first or well, first two but two first match exits um since reaching the semis in Abu Dhabi. And she fell apart against Paolini um, in her opener last week, won the opening set, and then she was bageled in the third. Um, she's definitely a fade from my point of view. Um, Pav- Pavlyuchenkova is best of the rest at, at $7. And I think she's she's definitely worth a
0: bet in the top half. So Pavlyuchenkova for Rory in the top half. I quite like Marta Kosciuk. I thought she had a chance at 16 to 1 um i, I, I definitely... agree she won
1: she won austin last year so the other tournament this yeah. weekend Kostyuk won that tournament last year very similar conditions that was her first wta victory hasn't been in great form and i don't like her match up against pavlia and they've got a good chance of meeting but um i i i definitely looked at her
0: more than once before going for pavlia chenkova yeah she she interests me here i mean i think pavlia chenkova's got a very good record uh, in in Russia and um, tournaments around sort of locally, I think when she goes abroad, she, like further abroad, she doesn't do so great. Um, that's something that I, don't, I don't know if that's definitely true, but I remember someone telling me that years ago. I haven't got the data to back that up actually. So I'm sure that she has a she had a better record in tournaments in her homeland. I'll check that out when we'll have a look at it. Um, in the bottom half of the jewelry, what do you what do you what what are you like there? I don't know what you what you're looking at. I mean, Fernandez looks the obvious one to me, but I think plus seven fifty, I'd, I'd want a lot more than that.
1: Yeah, I think her and Navarro are
0: probably the obvious ones.
1: Um, yeah, I, I just think this could be this looks really really open, um, and I quite like someone at a price. Um, and just based on the prices, I, I'm tempted to give Lesia Serenko a go. Um, she beat on jaber in Doha. Uh then she pulled out of her clash with Naomi Osaka with an elbow injury. Um she does have an incredible amount of uh, withdrawals, um, Serenko. But when she's playing well, she she does perform and and, and these slow hardcourts um tend to be where she excels. Um also in her favor, first up she's got Katie Bolter, who I also had a look at. Um Serenko's got a three and O head-to-head record against Bolta. Um, and I think Bolta would prefer quicker conditions. I, I think these conditions will be right up Serenko's street. If she gets past Bolter, then she'll face Adaj And as mentioned, she's she's a fade for me. Uh and then possibly Donna Vekic. and and the last two times Serenko and Vekic have played, Serenko's won them both. So not I, I've said before, I'm not really massively on head-to-heads, but in in these conditions where Serenko is proven and someone like Vekic isn't so good. I mean, she's another player who'd want it quicker. So I think for Serenko in these conditions, she'd have an advantage over Vekic, over Bolter. Um, and Hadash isn't in great form. So if she gets to, through those three matches, she's almost there. So um, at $33, I think Sorenko is worth a half win each way bet just because it, it's it's a wide open tournament. I was disappointed by Navarro and Fernandez last week. Obviously, Paolini went on to win it, but I would have expected Fernandez to beat Paolini. Um, I would also have expected Navarro to beat Maria Sakkari, who had been in pretty awful form. Um, she split with her coach just before uh, Dubai, and then she won a couple of matches, but then went out to Paolini. But uh, Serenko, if she gets going, who knows?
0: And I think at $33, she's worth, worth a small bet. I think it's wide open. I think this tournament is wide open. I think the favourite is a big fade. I think if you look at some big, big price players, you're going to get a good run for your money. And underdog dog bettors have done well um, in the last week in Dubai. And I think they're <laughs> so going to we're going here. So the tip's going to be Pavlo is our main pick. I'm guessing, is that going to be win only, Rory? Or are we going to, we going to go each way? We'll go each way still. Um, so we're going to go each way for Pavlo Cenkhova, the number four seed. She's through to the last 16. She has a bye. She could pay to Clara's house, which would be a tough match for her. But we think the Russian will prevail and then go all the way to the final. And hopefully, her opponent in the final will be Sorrento uh, at 33 to 1, the Ukrainian girl, which would be quite an interesting final the Russian against the Ukrainian uh, in San Diego. Um, Rory, um, let's move across to the other tournament. Now, unfortunately, we don't have any prices, the WTA 250 event in Austin. Um, there will be odds available on the Bet Rivers website probably sometime today on sunday just hopefully this will drop sunday evening sunday afternoon for you stateside and you'll be able to head, head across and find the odds but as we were time of recording here there unfortunately there's no odds available on this tournament as of yet for the tournament winner um now this starts tomorrow and both of these tournaments start around about 1 p.m eastern time so a nice start for you as well so it's no, nice and easy for you to uh you don't have to worry about setting the alarm clock and you can watch the tennis on your lunch break. And remember, you can watch any of these matches if you uh, have a bet on the BetRivers website. So You can bet live and watch live as well. Uh, let's have a look at this tournament. This is not the greatest of tournaments, but before we go on to the draw, what are the? you know, you said it's going to be very similar to San Diego. We've only had one year of this tournament before, and that was obviously won by Kustyuk, the girl who I think might do well in San Diego. Uh, she won this tournament last year. She's not in the tournament. She beat Grichieva Gritch- in, in the final, and she's not in the tournament as well. Both of them opted not to play this event. So, um a difficult one to look for trends I'm guessing I, th- I think it's going to be quite hard to find some kind of angle of attack or sort of a sort of a, a, what a typical winner here, or, or or someone we should be looking at or, or a player that we should be sort of a narrative of a winner here. I think it's going to be hard
1: yeah very very much so um I think yeah as i said it's it's slow it's slow conditions again Weather-wise, actually Big contrast to San Diego. It's going to be pretty hot first few days. Then it cools down quite considerably in the middle of the week and then heats up again near the weekend. Uh, Angelina Calanin is the top seed. I mean, she reached a final in Rome last year. Hasn't shown anything like that form since. Uh, Diane De- Parry from France, she's the number five seed, also in that top quarter. Um, quite like Camilla Osorio in the top quarter, if she can get going. She's up against Elise Corne first up. Uh, the big I think name, the, I, I think that's
0: the I don't know the odds, I haven't seen the odds yet, but I think that will be the best bet of the first round. I know we're only talking about WTA uh, the winner here, but I looked at that and I thought that Azario to win that first round match against Corne was the best bet because I've seen Azario live a few times stateside and at some tournaments. I've never seen anyone have a bigger support. They are the, the Colombian support, is yep. absolutely wild, and you can have a lot of support here. And I think the Zaria are at a decent price, or you know, she, she, I don't think she's going to be much of a heavy favour for that. She should, you know, she might be even a 50-50 game. But I think she'll, she's a good bet to win that match.
1: Yeah, I like her, and, and and these conditions will suit her. She's she's a good mover, and and she's she's she used to be sort of tagged as a clay court, but she's she can play on hard courts, and I think she left too much for Cornet in that match. Um, the second quarter, um, Danielle Collins, who I'm sure when it's priced up will be. Quite a strong favourite, um, I mean, given her form and, and ability. Um, also in that second quarter, you've got Yu Wang, who's the left-handed Wang from China, and uh, Katie Volonet, who had a good run not so long ago. Uh, I think that was in the, the one in Thailand. She had a decent run. Uh, the third quarter looks particularly... Good. You've got Lucia Bronzetti, who actually beat Daria Kazakina last week in Dubai, and Yue Yuan, another Chinese player. She's the eighth seed. That, that gives you some indication um, of what you know of the sort of quality of the lineup Alicia Parks is in that third quarter Taylor Townsend would be interested in quick interesting in quicker conditions but she won't get them here uh, and then in the bottom bottom quarter Sloan Stevens she's the number two seed I mean the only other player I mean her and Collins ability wise you'd say those two are quite some way clear uh, Peyton Stearns is the seventh seed. Uh, you do actually have Anastasia Sevastova, who, who's back from pregnancy uh, and childbirth. She's she's playing. She's playing Julia Riera from Argentina, who's quite interesting. She's um, she has played well on clay in recent months um, and and taken a couple of decent scouts. She also has a decent serve. Um, she's a player I'm interested in in, in for the whole season, um, and especially with a view to, to Roland Garros. I think she's probably around 80 or 90 in the world at the moment but it is a it's a weak event even for a 250 this is this is a pretty weak event and and I think you know I think Collins will be a clear favorite. We know this is her last season on tour and and that gives me a little reservation just I'm not convinced she'll be totally up for this because it is such a weak event. I kind of think your last season on tour. You know, you want to be playing the slams. You want to be playing the big tournaments and, and up against the big names. And we saw her not so long ago, I think it was in Dubai, have a good run. Um, sorry, in, in Doha, have the good run. And maybe this might just be a bit, I don't know, last season, this might just be a bit ordinary fare for her. I don't know. But Or she could until go high.
0: Or she might want to win in front of the American support, look at the tournament. She, she could win and just... Go and play. Hit, just hit it freely and no, no, no pressure. Well, I quite like her. I, I think I think she's going to make the final. But I, I think I think she she'll come through. I think that top half of the draw is. I think the whole draw is is really really. I think the American players will do well here. I think home advantage will help them. I think the motivation. Obviously, they want to come in 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 good form heading into Indian Wells and, and Miami. And so I think the the incentive will be for the American players to do well here. I think you might have an all American final. Who do you like? Colin Stevens, do you think? Or Colin Stearns, perhaps? Colin Stearns.
1: Colin you think Stearns. Colin Stearns? It's I like possible. Stearns. I mean, I mean, you look at that top half. Colin should come through with no problem at all. Um, yeah, I mean, Ziu Wang is the other seed in her quarter. She shouldn't present too many problems. Kalanina's not in form. Osorio maybe might be difficult. That would be the semi-final. Harry Harry has this horrible habit, Deanne Parry, of taking a big name in the first round or early on in the tournament and then fading. Um, but if she could string, if she could sustain her form over a tournament, she'd be dangerous. Um, bottom half. I mean, Stevens and Stearns in that bottom quarter look for standouts. Um, so yeah, it could well be an All-American final. As say, Until we see the odds, we, we can't really make a, a, a judgment on who to back, but I would be I'd be surprised if Collins wasn't quite a short priced favourite and and she'd be just she'd be worthy of it, as I say. My only concern is that maybe, you know, she wants to, you know, be up against some bigger names and playing in some bigger tournaments. But
0: we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll wait and see. The odds will be available uh, by the time this drops. I'm certain with Bet Rivers. Head to the Bet Rivers website. You'll be able to see the odds in there. I quite like Collins, I quite like Stearns. I think the Americans will do well. Rory Believes me, Collins, as well, but he thinks... He, I don't think she's going to be as short as you think. I think she'll be the favourite. I think Carolina might be the favourite. I think she's going to be... She'll, I reckon you will probably get about four to five to one. That's so what I'm hoping, um, that kind of price.
1: If she was plus 500, it would be a bet, yeah. Collins. I'd back her at plus 500. I suspect she'll be more like plus 300, plus 350, but... We'll, we'll, we'll wait and
0: see. We'll wait and see. Uh, so that's really it. Unfortunately, we can't really go into more detail on that tournament in Austin, Texas. We can about San Diego and we have two picks there. Pavlochenkova at seven to one. And in the bottom of the half, the draw we be gone for Serenko at 33 to one. So a nice big outsider in a, in a week of tennis shocks. Um, Next week, uh, there's loads of tennis being covered in Dubai. I'm traveling to Dubai in the morning. I'll be over there on our Instagram accounts. Put on our Instagram account at Because We Win. You'll be able to see me courtside. Uh, at the tournament over in Dubai, the ATP Tour 500 event. There'll be a, a w, an ATP Tour uh, game bet match show, myself and Sean Calvert, dropping a little bit later on today. And also there's going to be a lot of content uh, in the week as well. Uh, next week it's going to be the start of a real busy couple of months uh, here on the Betting Weekly Studios. On the YouTube, we have the tournament in Indian Wells. That starts on Wednesday, so we will, it's a little bit different in our schedules next week, but Roy will be looking at the women's draw there. And then obviously... Uh, a couple of weeks after that, or ten days after, that I think it is now. It's the yeah. tournament in uh, in Miami, and uh, we we'll have a women's event there. And it's the tournament we bet Kvitova last year to win it. So uh, hopefully we can. Uh get another nice big prize there. So lots of action coming. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios on YouTube. Uh, give us a follow on our socials, Instagram and on Twitter at because we Win. And also make sure you download this podcast, Betting Weekly WTA, as long as all the other uh, podcasts we have, Betting, uh, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match as well and Betting Weekly Premier League are all available on your preferred podcast provider. Rory. Thank you very much for your time. A bit, a bit of a, Thanks, bit of, Nigel. We can't really go much into the, the detail on Austin, but uh, wait to see those odds. But Pavlachenkova is our pick and Sorenko at a nice price each way in the bottom half the draw. Uh, good luck with your picks and uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a review and uh, good luck for the week. Take care.